Good morning, guys. Um, at- Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Talk Power Call. This is a weekly call to connect, inspire, and empower enlightened minds to pursue a life of greatness. I am your host, Ashley Talia Farrell, and today's topic is, are you hearing part two? Hashtag sound waves. I present to you your speaker, Hakeem Salafera. Thank you, Darlene. Yes, guys, good morning. I thank you all for joining. Um, today's topic is a continuation of last week's subject was regarding um, hearing things. So, um, I'm really thankful for all of you who have been able to join this call. I know some of us are trying to make things happen while we're even listening to this message. And just know that your time is valued. And I believe that the Lord is definitely going to share something with you to encourage you, to help you stay focused on your journey. So before I go into the word today, I wanted to give anyone an opportunity to actually request prayer or share a praise report before we go into the word. Anybody have anything significant they wanted to share? All right. Could everyone mute your phones then? I want to make sure that we're able to hear this message clearly. Everyone mute your phones. Okay. Thank you guys for joining today. Today's topic is, are you hearing things part two? Once again, this is a continuation of last week's message because I wasn't able to fully um, complete complete it and go into the second part of it, which is being able to discern and respond to the voice of God. So before we go into the message, I'm going to pray. Lord, you are an awesome, amazing, compassionate, merciful, powerful, gentle, loving God. Lord, I am asking that you will allow us to be able to bask in your spirit for this next 45 minutes as a collective. Lord, anything that's distracting or discouraging anyone on this call, Lord, I'm asking that you will allow them to be able to be encouraged by your word. Give them a heart that seeks not only to hear what they to hear what they're hearing on this call today, but also to research it and to get a personal revelation for themselves so that they can have a deeper, more intimate relationship with you. Lord, I'm asking that anything that is causing them to feel down, depressed, despondent, or discouraged. Lord, we speak against it right now in the name of your dear son, Jesus Christ. And we ask that you will allow them to be right now surrounded by your angels so that they'll be able to receive a word. Lord, I'm asking that you will remind them of who they are so that they know that not only are you with them, you are in them. May your name be glorified in this message today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, thank you for joining. Today's topic is, Are You Hearing Things? Part 2. And last week we covered how the enemy and the flesh kind of like team up against us. So I spoke on how we are basically three-part three-part persons. We are, we, have, we, we are spirit, we possess a soul, and we live in a body. So it's kind of like, you know, picture it like an apartment or something like that. So picture like... The apartment will be your body. So your apartment is just kind of like the housing unit. But when you come inside, that's like the soul and spirit portion. So the house is the body. The soul and spirit is kind of like the content of the body. That's what makes the house have value. Someone actually being inside of it. So anyway, we're going to be coming out of 
well, continuing out of First Kings chapter 19. And I was actually last week, I was talking about how when Elijah had just did a mighty miracle, he basically was able to show not only the children of Israel, but also some people that were watching on the mountain of Carmel. They were able to see the fire consume the sacrifice and they were able to see the power of God. And because of that, prophets of Baal, who were Jezebel's prophets, 450 of them were actually slain. And this caused an uproar in Jezebel's kingdom. So word got back to Jezebel that this happened and she's like, hold up. And I'm paraphrasing right now. She's like, hold up. He did what? Who do you think he is? So she's like, you know, what? we got to get rid of this boy. Who do you think he is making all this movement in my So anyway, I'm going to start from 1 Kings chapter 19 at verse 1. And I'm, I'm going to move through this quickly because I want to focus on the hearing God portion today. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow at this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forgotten your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. All right, I'm going to stop right there for a moment. For a moment. So backtrack it. So remember how I just shared with you in chapter 18 of 1 Kings, this is when Elijah and the prophets you know, a Baal and Asherah who were part of Jezebel's kingdom, they basically had a showdown in the mountain. And because they were doubting that the God of Israel was real, <laughs> you know, uh, Elijah has shown that to be false by basically allowing them to like try to worship their God. They were literally cutting themselves, doing all these crazy things to try to show who, you know, that their God was real. So anyway, Basically, Elijah goes through that whole process of letting them do their thing, and they are found out to be false. Then God um, allows Elijah to, you know, get the victory by basically showing who he is. And I'm talking about God. So Elijah was a witness 
for the power of God as well as all those other people who are there watching. How many of us have experienced mighty moves of God, done mighty things, and like let's say a miracle happened, something happened great for you, and then you are on this high for let's say three, four days, you're kind of basking in that blessing, whatever that blessing was. You believed God for something, and then right after that, something crazy happened. Like let's, I don't want to give any examples because I don't want I don't want this to, I wanted you to stay focused on the message, but just imagine that, you know, these blessings, you know, a miracle that happened in your life, you know, let the word speak to you, you know, something that happened. And then right after that, something crazy happened and whatever that crazy thing that happened, you felt discouraged. You felt like, hold up, is this fake? And you started to doubt and wonder why would God allow this to happen right after that happened? And you know what that that is. That's personal to you. So this happened with Elijah. He just experienced a mighty move of God. The power of God was witnessed by so many people. So fast forward, word gets out that Elijah is, Elijah is walking in power and the enemy tries to conspire against him. Some of us are feeling as though we're not powerful, but it's because you... <laughs> If you're not powerful, why do you? Why does the enemy have to keep telling you that you're not powerful? This is for somebody out there. Somebody out there feels like you're not powerful. You're feeling like you're not effective. If you're not effective, why does the enemy have to keep telling you over and over that you're not effective? Why does he have to keep telling you that? If it's true, you just won't be effective. <laughs> it's just that simple. But if I'm not effective, why do you have to keep repeating it to me? So anyway fast forwarding going back to this Elijah he's he's afraid and he's feeling that he's starting to be discouraged and doubting if he can make it through the next leg of his journey and then God basically sends an angel to encourage him to be able to minister to him to like just give him just enough food for the next moment how many of us experienced the mighty move of God went through a crazy situation and then something crazy happens but God still is there for you he still has someone to encourage you who's kind of like like standing in the gap you don't got you don't have everything you need but you have just enough to get to the next part of your journey just enough to keep pushing on he uses someone to encourage you to send you an encouraging text message or who comes to your house and spends some time with you and your kids or they, they decide to, let's say, buy you groceries or something like that. God sends people. He sends different people and messengers to basically keep you focused and to keep you encouraged. But that's not the voice of God. So I wanted I want to distinguish. OK, God has people working in your life, but there's a difference between God allowing people to basically be blessings in your life. And then there's a difference between the voice of God. And that's what we're going to go to next as far as um, how that works. Because what I would really like for everyone to understand today is that God loves you. God wants to speak to you personally. It's not like a protocol or a system in order for you to be able to speak to God and for him to be able to speak back to you. It's not a system. You just have to understand how he does things and how to respond. So... We're going to go now to 1 Kings. This is the same chapter. I'm just going up to verse 11. So we talked about 
what happened with Elijah being basically pursued by Jezebel, him being afraid, him being discouraged, feeling like he can't do it anymore. Now he's in a cave, he's in a sunken place. How many of us have been in a sunken place? But then the word of the Lord comes. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, but the word of the Lord comes. So this is verse 11 now, 1 Kings 19. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind torn to the mountains. I'm going to repeat that. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Pay attention to the but. But the Lord was not in the wind. And afterward, the wind, after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, this still, small voice, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop there. So how many of us have been in a chaotic situation? All these crazy things happening around us, everything's out of sync. You got all these bills due. Your kids might be acting crazy. Your family, they, they trying to make arrangements for them. They all, dis, they all disorganize. At your job, crazy things are happening. How many of us have felt like, where is God's voice in all this chaos? We felt like he wasn't there. Notice that it said that all these things happened. The Lord passed by. He was passing by, but he was not in it. He was passing by. So many of us, we're feeling like we're going through things by ourselves. We're feeling like we're by ourselves in these battles. We're feeling like, Lord, where are you? You told me that you would never leave me nor forsake me. You told me that you love me. You told me that you will make me the head and not the tail, that you will make me a lender and not a borrower, that I am a, that I am a, um, that I am a child of God. He told you these things, but when things happen, we forget. We forget. And we forget how to hear. So one of the things I learned yesterday, and this is crazy, right? This is really crazy. I was doing, I'm doing some studies on communication as far as between people and learning how to like, I would say minister more effectively because I feel like one of the ways as believers, we need to learn how to communicate more effectively, not just in our house, but also in the world. And our, with our jobs and everything. So I was doing some studies on communications. And one of the things that blew my mind, I learned that over, when it comes to purely informational, purely informational, informa yeah, purely informational level of information, <laughs> whatever, when it comes to oral communication, over 75% of oral communications are misunderstood, ignored, or quickly forgotten. Let me repeat that. Over 75% of 
of oral communications are misunderstood, ignored, or quickly forgotten. Now, that's oral communications. That's communications that you hear. That's what you can actually hear with your ear. Let's not talk about hearing from the spirit. Now, we're not even going to go. We can't measure that with any types of percentages or research. But what we can do is look in our own lives and say, how is my communication with people? Because one of the ways you can tell where you are as far as being able to hear God is how do you hear people? How can you hear God if you can't communicate effectively with people? Aren't we made in his image? That's one of the ways you can really understand. One of the reasons you may not be hearing God as much as you would like to is because you are not effectively hearing people. I know you're saying, Hakeem, where are you going with this? What are you talking about? God is all sovereign. He can, he can do anything he wants. Yes, he can do everything he wants. But he also has given us a blueprint to be able to hear. Uh, mm, okay. Let me repeat that again. Over 75% of oral communications are misunderstood, ignored, or quickly forgotten. How many of us got a word from God? He, he gave us an instruction, and then like two minutes later, I'm sorry, like two hours later, we forgot what he said because we got distracted. You know, our phone rung, or we had to go pick somebody up from school, or we had to go to our job. We forgot the word of God just that quickly. That's what's happening with a lot of us. We hear the word, but we forget or we, we, we don't, we, we try to just take stuff and we don't like go back to the word and investigate it. We just move. We just constantly move. And we're wondering why our lives are in the same spot. Uh, you might want to write this down. When you hear the voice of God, when God speaks, whether it's through prayer, praise, however he does it, however he speaks to you, it's one of three ways that we respond it's one of three ways. When God speaks, it calls for one of three responses. And these three responses are based on what we were created to do, which was to praise, worship, and pray. So I'm going to go into that. So when God speaks, it calls you to do one of three things. When God speaks, I'm not talking about the enemy. I'm not talking about your flesh. I'm talking about God right now. When God speaks, it calls for you to do one of three things. It calls for you either to go into prayer so let me give you an example of this. Let's say you're getting ready for work in the morning, you're getting ready for work and you're looking in the mirror and all of a sudden you kind of hear in your spirit, um, let's say how like somebody comes to your mind, one of your friends may come to mind and you may think about a situation that they're going through. You may be hearing that so that you can go into prayer for that person because you don't know what that person may be going through at the time or what you your prayer may be protecting them from. It's a reason why, because sometimes God may have you pray for someone else and you don't, you'll never know. There's certain things that you just won't know while you're on earth. <laughs> you're going to have to wait until you get to heaven to know all these things. But anyway, you may have the thought of a person and it kind of like touches your heart. But what happens is sometimes we these hear these thoughts and um, we hear in our spirit and we just discern it as, oh, okay, I hope they're okay. And we think in our mind, oh, I hope they're okay, but we don't understand that God may have placed that in your spirit for you to pray for that person. So that's prayer. So when God speaks, that's responding in prayer. That's an example. Now we're going to go to praise. There are some things that God may remind you of, a past miracle or something that, let's say, somebody blessed you recently. It comes back to your remembrance. It dropped in your spirit. 
that may be an that's an opportunity for you to go into praise, for you to go into thankfulness. So God speaks. We talked about prayer. You're praying. We talked about when God speaks, he reminds you of something good. You go into praise. You grab the blessing. Sometimes the reason why God speaks, and I literally I just heard this, sometimes when God speaks and reminds you of a blessing, it's because he wants you to snatch that moment so you can get the next blessing. There are some things that are locked up in the realms of the spirit that we haven't gained access to simply because we haven't learned how to hear God and how to respond to God. So now you're going to, now we're learning today. So he reminds you of a past blessing. That's an opportunity to praise for the next blessing. Or you could praise for the blessings you want to come to pass. Now the last one is worship. Now you say, Hakeem, what about listening to God? What about responding to his call like in obedience? Obedience is a tie is tied to worship. Obedience is tied to worship. Obedience is actually the highest form of worship because you reverence what you love. So anyway, I'm not going to stay there too long, but when God brings a thought to your mind, he drops something in your spirit that causes you to, let's say, kind of just bask in his presence and to think of how good he is and how much he loves you and or something may be in your heart. You may be feeling heavy. Something may be making you feel like you're not going to get through whatever you're feeling at the time. That may, that's an opportunity for you to worship. So when God speaks that way, that's an opportunity to worship him and to just, just admire his love for you and admire what he's done for the rest of humanity and to really just recognize that you need him. Remember how last week I talked about we're three-part beings. Our flesh cannot interpret faith. So when you're hearing from God, your flesh, it, (laughs) oh boy, Jesus. When your flesh, okay, when God speaks, sometimes our flesh tries to come in between and we don't know how to respond. Now you're learning how to respond. Praise, prayer, or worship. So sometimes when we hear from God, our flesh tries to make sense. Our flesh tries to make sense, but our flesh can't speak the language of faith. Faith is a language. It's a lifestyle. When God speaks, it requires faith to respond. Let me repeat that again. When God speaks, it requires faith to respond. So when God speaks to you, he's He's calling you to worship, prayer, or praise. You need to understand that the next step requires faith. If I go back to 1 Kings 19, after, um, after Elijah says what he says to God, Eli- um, God gives him a set of instructions. Um, now pay attention to this. I'm not going to stay here too long. But then the Lord said to him, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Haziel, Jehu will kill, and whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have received, reserved, yet I have reserved seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to stop there. You know, that's that's it for the scriptures. But remember how I told you. 
it, when God speaks, it requires faith to respond. One of the reasons why many of us are staying in the same position year after year, we're feeling like our life isn't moving forward and we're dealing with the same battles year after year is because we haven't learned how to respond to the voice of God. Let me repeat that again. One of the reasons why many of us stay in the same position for years and we're dealing with the same battles we have for years is because we haven't learned how to respond to the voice of God. There are some things that are attached to your genetic bloodline that God is using you to cleanse. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, your father left you. Yeah, he left, he left the family. Yep, your mom, you know, she, this, I'm talking about myself now, you know, your, your, your mom, um, you know, she was doing drugs and whatever like that. She, you know, she wasn't able to stay in a stable relationship. Yep, these things happen. But you are the bloodline. You are the, the bloodline shifter. You can shift the whole, you can shift the whole generation by choosing to respond to the voice of God. You literally can change a whole nation. And that's why, you know, the Lord is, some of you, you need to understand that you are not just you. <laughs> you are a bloodline. And what God is pulling out of you is a new people. Mm. He's pulling a new people out of you. And it is res what you experience in this life is respondent to how you respond to God. To God. What you experience in this life is responding to how you respond to God. So if you want to really understand how to communicate with God more effectively, how to hear him more effectively, learn how to listen more to people. Learn how to really pay attention to what they're saying. You know, I'm, I'm not... I'll, I'll touch on the earthquake, the wind, and the fire real quickly. Remember how I said right before Elijah had got those instructions from God, there was earthquake, there was wind, and there was fire. So we need to understand that when things are happening around us, we need to quiet our mind to prepare ourselves to hear God. You, you know, sometimes you got to stop talking. You know, sometimes we talk ourselves into chaos. <laughs> we talk ourselves into chaos. We, our words create the earthquake and the wind and all that, the fire. Instead of just choosing to stay quiet and quiet our minds so we can hear from God. And like, I'm not talking about like you have to sit down somewhere and you just wait to hear from God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, you actually getting up, moving and choosing to keep your mind focused on hearing from him. You know, and it's, it, it, it may, it requires some discipline. It requires faith as well. But this is something that is of paramount interest. When God speaks, it requires faith to respond. So when God speaks to you, it's going to be something that requires him to fulfill it. God is never going to ask you to do something that he can't be involved in. And that, and that was a sidebar right there. So when God speaks to you, you need to understand that it's going to be one of three things to respond. I'm going to be ending this call. When God speaks, it's going to call you to pray. It's going to call you to praise or it's going to call you into worship. Either way, however he speaks, you need to understand that it requires faith to respond. If you want to be powerful and walk in a 
uh, walk like Jesus, you need to understand that there are many things that are fighting for your attention and you have to be dedicated to being focused. Remember what I mentioned about the communications. Over 75% of oral communications are either misunderstood, ignored, or quickly forgotten. Be a part of that 25% that are sharp. You're an effective listener. You are on point. You want to be a part of that, the, the remnant. You know, they talk about the remnant a lot, but we don't often talk about some of the qualities of the remnant. If you really want to be a part of that remnant, you have to learn how to be a good hearer. You have to learn how to be a good listener. And it starts with how you listen to people. It starts with how you listen to people. Mark my words, if you choose to start paying more attention to how people are talking and listening and stop always being so quick to respond, you're going to experience a new level of hearing God. Study communications. Study effective communicators. When Jesus did his ministry on this earth, and this is going to be my last statement, when Jesus did his ministry on his earth, when people came at him, he, he did not go back and forth with man. He did not go back and forth. He just didn't. You know, if you can find in the scriptures, you can you can sh- share with me because I want to learn. But as far as I know, when he was doing his ministry on earth, he did not go back and forth with man. You know, men came to him. They tried to trip him up, ask him deep questions. And he always responded with a question. <laughs> you know, in the Bible, it says it, um, the purposes of the heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. So with, like what Jesus was doing is there are people who think they know everything. But if you ask them the right questions, you're going to draw out the truth. And this is something that's scriptural. So with that being said, guys, I want to encourage you. God loves you. He wants to speak with you. He wants you to spend time in his word. He wants you to meditate on his word. He wants to. He wants you to know him. But you have to be dedicated to spending time with him and also learning how to hear his voice. And learning how to hear his voice starts with how you listen to people. I know it sounds contradictory, but I want to try it. It starts with how you listen to people, how you're able to quiet your mind and really understand what people are saying. It starts with people. So with that being said, guys, I I pray that you are really encouraged and, and reminded of how valuable you are in the kingdom. Um, hold on one moment. Before we end this call, I wanted to give anyone, anyone wanted to share a testimony, share some words of encouragement or have a praise report, prayer request, anybody? Before we... Well, anyway... focus stay focused it's a lot of distraction I'm not going to go into specifics but it's a lot of things going on in this in these industries and the news and they call there are a lot of things that are trying to call us to focus on what we see rather than what we know to be true the Lord loves you you have been called for a specific purpose you have been called for such a time as this and all things are possible so I'm going to end this in prayer. Father God, I just want to thank you for being the awesome, amazing God that you are. Lord, give us a desire to hear you more clearly. Give us a desire to focus on what you're saying. Give us a desire to love and fellowship with our brother man more effectively and our, 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 our sisters and 
our teachers, our leaders, our influencers, help us to start to pay more attention to what they're saying. Help us to have a heart of humility that seeks to learn from you and also learn from the people that you have entrusted us to. Lord, give us a heart that can see beyond the earthquake, the fire, and the winds. Help us to be able to know that you are with us no matter what we go through. Lord, anybody that feels discouraged or feels like they can't move on, Lord, I'm just asking that you will, you will revive them right now by the power of your spirit. It says in your word that it is not by power, not by might, but by your spirit. Lord, remind them that they are not alone, even when they feel like they're going through something. I'm asking that you would touch them and remind them that their purpose has not been completed yet and that you call them by name. Let them hear you clearly. I'm praying that there's, there's going to be a, somebody today is going to hear you in a new way, Lord Jesus. Someone on this call is going to start to hear you in a new way, and it's going to change how they respond. And it's going to, their life is going to become more bright. It's going to become more lively because they're going to see you everywhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Guys, I thank all of you for joining. I pray that this message encouraged you, blessed you. And that you remember that you are out. 